thank you very much to all the listeners that have uh, been received for the earlier podcast and thank you as well for providing valuable feedback and you will experience in the coming episodes that your feedback has been well received by me now for those of you who have uh, you know little less time on hand or find that i am going a bit slow i suggest that you listen to the podcast at 2x speed it will not only save time but it will help you get charged because that's what i do when i listen to podcasts of people uh, you know other people uh, related to uh, you know the other fields that uh, i pursue and where i have my interest all right then with that out of the way let's get started so what's the topic for the day the topic for the day is am i a failure yes you heard it right the topic is am i a failure now before you start concluding your and uh, you know processing your thoughts i would say that the best way to understand this sentence is to listen to the stories that i would like to share with you these are my own stories real life stories and there are three stories at set in different uh, time zones of my life so let's get started and understand how these stories have impacted you know uh, my life so far so here we go story number 1 and the time is 1980-81 academic year yes that is the year when i was studying for the 10th ssc exam in my school i have studied in a vernacular medium so you know uh, in vernacular medium people always uh, at that time had the impression that these students do fairly well in uh, mathematics yes you got it right in mathematics and i was very poor in mathematics i don't know whether it came uh, you know from uh, you know my uh, you know uh, as part of my hereditary thing or whatever it is but i did not like numbers and i was really poor in maths and so much so you know that in the half yearly exam in 10th i scored 28% in maths imagine 28% in maths and within 4 to 5 months i had to appear for the one of the most important exams of my life i failed in maths was i a failure yes in maths definitely a big yes and can you imagine what happened thereafter the school was participating or maybe it was affiliated to some associations which were imparting uh, you know high impact uh, high performance mathematics related training to high and top performers so the school nominated 
four people their names were announced on the uh, you know school uh, you know student address system uh, you know and i was all okay till the time the fourth name was heard and that was mine and i was shocked oh me umesh randani is one of the students nominated for this particular uh, session i had i swear started sweating all over because that is what happens when you you know expect something unknown to happen something which i never imagined in my life because i knew that who those three top people were i was nowhere in comparison to those three and they were very nice and they are still very nice and i am still in touch with them and they are doing very well in their own areas but this was something out of the blue i had literal shivers these classes were to be held on sundays from 9 to 11 in the morning and believe me i considered a failure getting nominated is something never uh, heard of and i just stayed away i conveniently forgot on that sunday on which it was supposed to begin and i never bothered to check with them what happened in those classes because in any case i would not have understood what they would have gone through <laughs> very strange it was very strange my experience was something which uh, it is difficult to explain over a podcast it can only be felt possibly the three of them may be able to sh- tell me now that i have recollected uh, this episode i'll check with them what did they think about me at that time right and from there what did i do did i eventually clear the ssc exam oh yes i did clear how did i obviously like me my parents were also worried and they were really worried to the extent that they thought that this boy is good in every subject uh, other subject uh, but for maths uh, you know he should not get stuck in ssc so we had a close relative who had been a school teacher who had been uh, you know doing fairly well in uh, her school days and to my uh, you know uh, the, it was a saving grace that she used to teach maths as well so we approached her close relatives so had no difficulty in sharing that uh, i was extremely poor in maths so she asked me to come uh, you know after a couple of days i went there and in a matter of five or six sessions which did not last i think for more than one to one and a half hours she gave a you know a soothing touch a course correction and i don't know what she did what magic she did that from a 28% score in half yearly exam in the ssc finals i scored 88% in maths imagine a 60 percentage point increase in maths a failure a zero becoming a hero yeah and so much so that my class teacher who also happened to be the maths teacher was shocked oh umesh 
is this your mark sheet? I said, yes, even I am surprised that this is my mark sheet, but it does indicate my name and it has been published by the, uh, you know, uh, Maharashtra board. So yes, that was correct. And I was able, I was really joyful and I scored a distinction overall, mainly because of maths. My biggest weakness became my biggest strength. So, that's the story of uh, my poor maths, my being a failure in maths. So, what do we learn out of uh, this story? The learnings are, never give up in life. Never. Always believe in yourself. Do not compare yourself with others. Because even a child is different from his or her parents. So, I am going to be different from all other people in life that I come across. So, why compare? Just be myself. Because somebody else also may be comparing themselves with me. So, just be myself and get going. Focus on my goal and nowhere else. Alright? Good then. Let's come to the second story. And that story is now seeing me waiting for my BCom results. Yes. I selected commerce as the line because obviously with my kind of maths, uh, you know, I would not have uh, even dreamt of going to science. Though I, my inner desire was to become an airline pilot because uh, ever since my childhood, uh, you know, I have seen air, airplanes and airlines and all that. But my poor mathematical skills were not sufficient or good enough for me to go through the, uh, you know, the uh, hard and tough life that uh, a science student would have uh, been asked to go through. So I chose the easy way out. I went in for commerce, waiting for my commerce results in the year 1986. Why was I waiting so eagerly? Because I was going to do CA like my father. My father is a chartered accountant, though not in practice, a very successful uh, corporate executive. And he reached great, great heights in his professional career. And so I thought I am also going to be like him and I want to be a CA. So as a CA, I need to undergo three years articleship. And with God's grace, my father spoke to, uh, you know, the person, uh, the CA, the professional under whom he had done the articleship. And he agreed, the partner agreed to take me in under himself, provided I go across and meet with him and showcase to him my worth. Ah, now comes the problem. What is that problem? The problem is vernacular medium. Now, I am not born English. I was 
I was very poor in maths, but I was very good in English. Very good in English for a vernacular medium student. I used to score 80, 85 plus. And I think if I remember right, I, in SSC, I scored, I think, 85 or 86 percent. Uh, bit lesser than maths so my maths by then was uh, stronger than my english and now i had real problem now i had real problem because my father had told me to uh, call this up uh, person up sometime in april and it was already i think near nearing uh, end of may and my father's patience was also running out that why this fellow is not calling up i used to give him some excuse or the other this that you know, telephone dead, this, that, that person not available, etc., etc. I don't know what it was at this time. But yes, I was really hesitant. I was fearful because I was, I had to speak in English. I had to speak in English. I had to speak in English to a stranger. But then, since then, I had no choice. I... One day, finally, I decided to gather courage. Sai Baba's day, Thursday, I decided to gather courage and decided to give this person, give this partner a call. I waited for my mother to go off for uh, the siesta around 2.30, 2.45. And then like a, you know, brave boy, I mowed lifted the receiver you know those uh, days uh, in those era there were no handsets and all that so the old instrument was there i closed all the windows i drew the curtains i pulled the instrument to the extent i could stretch i stretched it to a corner from where nobody other than myself would be able to hear what I speak whether I speak the right English or wrong did not matter so I did all those things and then dialed the number hoping that the person does not pick up the line but no the person picked up the line and then I don't know. So I just said I am Umesh Rindani. Now that I would have spoken in any language, I will say I am Umesh Rindani is not a problem. And then he said, oh yes, you, I was expecting your call. And why didn't you come and see me on this Monday at two o'clock in the afternoon? So I said, oh yes, thank you very much. I will come and I put the phone down and then ooh, what a relief I opened the windows and then when my father came back home in the evening like somebody who has conquered the world I said I spoke to this partner and I'm going to meet him on Monday afternoon at 2 my father was pleased and it was a great weekend for me because I had achieved something. What happened on Monday? I went there again, shivering started, right? Oh, now I'm going to face the lion in his den. Oh, no, what is going to happen to me? And then with all the hesitation in the world, you know, allotted to me, I entered the partner's room. He said, oh, yes, you are Rindani's son. 
I said yes, that yes also came. It was a trembling yes, I think. Because the first time I was seeing somebody and he used to, he was wearing like a British-like attire. That environment really put me in some kind of difficulty and awkward situation. And I do not know what's going to happen next. And he then uttered the word, like typical like Amitabh Bachchan's voice. What he said, will you drink tea? He asked me in Gujarati, a South Indian fellow asking me in Gujarati, in my home tongue, mother tongue. And I was immediately put to ease. He was my man, I thought. I am going to work with him. Imagine just two words in Gujarati made the situation change. I am sure that by the time I entered the room, he would have realized what was my problem, what were my difficulties. And to put me to ease, he decided to utter those words. Then he asked me some questions here and there which I was able to respond to very well because by then my confidence level had received the required dosage of uh, motivational injections and I was really ready to go home and tell my parents this is what I did and all that and I'm going to get admission into this uh, CA firm as soon as I clear BCom exam. And then when I came out of that room, came out of that office, I was on cloud eight, if not nine, and felt I was as if I was awarded man of the match. Hey, you miss, you have won it. Oh, what a relief it was. And believe me, that was really an experience of my lifetime. This was one of the most, uh, I would say it was the toughest moment that an, you know, a vernacular medium student would experience. And I know I'm, you know, I'm going to share this podcast with uh, some of my, uh, you know, ex-colleagues at that time, my peers at that time, and they would be able to relate uh, this very well because they experienced thereafter that I literally used to have a tough time speaking English. But no problem, I then went around and became a CA in uh, the time that it is supposed to take. Right? So, from this story, I can say these are the lessons that one can take away. What are the lessons? The lessons are that the right environment and the right kind of support, if you get, you will be able to conquer the world and how do I get the right kind of environment and support well one is that you need to work for it and two is that you know as soon as you start working towards it the doors will start opening up because what others perceive as luck 
is nothing but hard work and when you do hard work luck will always follow you it will come to your door and knock in the form of an opportunity or something else but it will come to your place so have patience have patience for that don't fear the unknown never fear the unknown because the unknown if it is an unknown that person also does not know you the situation does not know you so both are at par and it's a level playing field do your best and come out victorious that's right the third point is do it now do it now this is what i mentioned in the earlier podcast also discipline is equal to freedom if you do it now you will get rid of that fear you will get rid of that hesitation and even if you fail what you will end up with is an experience possibly the experience of a lifetime do you agree I am sure in your heart you are going to agree to this though you may not be able to convey it to me in person but you can do so via the shares the feedbacks that you have been giving me all right now let's come to the third and the final story of this episode and I am going to fast forward to 2010 year 2010 that is i would say a landmark year in my lifetime because that is the year when i decided to say goodbye to the very comfortable enriching money wise super world of corporate life it was a very very calculated decision by me because i thought that i had the right set of ingredients right set of knowledge i had everything that i needed to conquer and do something on my own for me and my family and bring about a difference in the lives of many others who would be my clients us oh, great thoughts great vision great uh, equipments to succeed as an independent person and setting up my own business right now why did i do that why did i come to this conclusion to be on my own one of the reasons is that i strongly believe that whenever you go to a seniors uh, cabin usually those people always have a cabin i too had a cabin because i was senior to some many many people and i too had a cabin so many whenever somebody came to me i ensured that when the person leaves the room he leaves the room with satisfaction and with added value to his thoughts to his beliefs to his knowledge and similarly when i went into my senior's room i always expected some value adds to be given to me some piece of gyan knowledge that a disciple expects from his guru should come to me but over 
in a period of time i realized that even to my senior i was actually giving gyan giving the disciple was giving gyan and knowledge to the guru and then i kept on giving the same knowledge and then i said that if this situation continues it is not going to be a healthy situation for me in particular because i can only take decisions about myself because i thought that i need to correct the situation because only one of us is required and i cannot actually you know force my boss to leave the cfo to leave the company so i thought it is wiser for me to leave the company and do something better for myself rather than you know giving this gyan to somebody about what i am doing because i had believe me at that time i had all the required authority all the corporate uh, luxuries at my disposal i was going to be made uh, you know a vp with more than doubling the salary plus additional perks etc etc and i would have reached greater and greater heights in corporate life but i decided to put a full stop to that took a decision to get myself out of the comfort zone and go for something which is even more interesting and challenging so then i one final day the my corporate innings came to an end and then what happened well what happened was that there was a complete silence i thought that my assignments will start ringing from the next day because i knew and i with due uh, you know humility i state this that i was really somebody in my field at that time and i was really somebody in my field at that time in india if not Uh, global uh, because uh, i don't know uh, others uh, at that time i did not know who others are but now i can say with confidence that yes i was really somebody even possibly globally but uh, so i had that kind of uh, thing but what happened was a complete silence my friends complete silence people to whom i had talked on the last day of my corporate life people who had said let's talk tomorrow let's talk later next week and we will take this forward and that day never came unfortunately those people had the courage to reject my calls not to respond to my emails messages repeated calls i went to meet they refused to meet believe me i started feeling as if i have all of a sudden overnight become a failure a person who was really having great authority suddenly finding himself 
that he is he a failure after reaching greater heights of success that is the feeling that i started getting why did i get this kind of feeling because when you are out of the seat the seat of power no one responds because somebody else is now going to occupy that seat of power and for them they are that person is the boss they are not wrong if you look at it because every economic man is a selfish man so that man would it not respond to my uh messages those people who did not listen to what i was trying to convey to them they are not at fault the fault lied with me that i took it the other way saying that i am the man they need to go after so i was i know it was a bitter lesson that i learned in my life at that time the next one is that you know all requests of mine failed so failure is part of success one must accept the fact that unless you fail in life you will not realize the significance of success and this i have read everywhere and i have now experienced also in my life that failure is a stepping stone to success if not anything else that's the least that i can say and then people on whom i had most dependability also let me down as if you know i was nobody and to add to all that i had 8 months of zero income to my bank account 8 months believe me 8 months no income how did i manage to survive thanks to my wife and son for supporting me right throughout like solid rocks you know they kept on backing me saying that hey you can definitely achieve what you have set out for and thanks to their support thanks to my parents understanding and blessings i managed to get an overseas assignment and then friends i continued to be on my own things turned for good if not for better being on your own is not that easy but i have been able to float around i would say and one after the other opportunities kept coming and that is how i came out of uh, you know that zone of i literally came out of the comfort zone and found that it is a very hard life out there out of comfort zone but then progress and prosperity happens only when you get out of your comfort zone and nowhere else you will find this kind of you know progress and prosperity because when you come out of the corporate world you will realize that what comforts you had the company is not going to do anything 
when you get out of the comfort zone then only you realize that it is you only who can bring about a difference in your own life and the lives of people who are going to be with you forever so what are the lessons learned out of this story the lesson to learn is be patient sometimes the right time also takes time to come you know people may you know you may feel that oh no what is this but you you will experience possibly you would have already experienced if not you will experience the next thing is that official connections are good till the gate of that corporate that you are working with outside it doesn't work only when you are in the seat of power people will respect then there is nothing no relation the only thing is if you have a great personal rapport with somebody that is going to work and that's not money related there is no selfishness selfishness in that relationship and because of this and no income i cannot consider myself as a failure because i was not a failure the situations were such that i considered myself i ended up considered myself as a failure i was not a failure and so friends after listening to these three stories which are real life instances of mine what do i have as take away as a listener the listeners must understand that it was me who was very poor at maths ended up teaching many cousins of mine in maths and transformed the way they used to get marks in schools and colleges so much so that i distinctly remember one of my cousins i think it was a 9th or 10th standard and he had a problem which he really found it difficult and he showed me the problem and i resolved the problem in two steps when he went to his school you know the homework it was it came as a homework so when the teacher looked at that he himself got puzzled how did this uh, solution came i unfortunately don't remember it was some kind of an equation only and believe me i was called to his uh, you know by this teacher to meet with him to explain how i was able to get to that solution i could not explain how because it was in my mind it was that is how i got the trick and i really felt very great that here i am who was literally a failure in maths teaching a maths teacher how to solve a problem wow great moment great achievement for me so if you are poor in maths never worry and for those of you who are not great orators i am not at all a great orator i am only trying to convey my you know feelings and experiences via this podcast 
but if you are not so great at public speaking because nowadays i am sure everybody is good at english reasonably good english so this poor fellow you know who was very poor in english speaking public speaking ended up presenting several key papers you know that had far reaching impacts for airline business globally and i have done that with an audience size of 300 plus people globally many times i have been on uh, you know uh, global committees related to airline business as a member as uh, as, as an sme subject matter expertise i have been a vendor as a vendor i have presented uh, you know things to the airline community at a globe at global platforms so that fear that i had had gone away i was i have been at is not i was i have been at is in dealing with the chairman ceo board of directors of the airline companies and their service providers and with the companies with whom i have interacted during my uh, you know career so far so i have been at is all this you know is thanks to those initial uh, hesitant lessons that i had the hesitation that i had the interesting situations that i have narrated and most important thing is that i am now hosting this podcast series and you are listening to me what more do i want as a gift this is the best gift that i can get right and you know finally friends i have only one line to say if i can you too can thank you very much listeners for uh, you know tuning in and i and hope you have enjoyed this podcast and you found something interesting uh, about this podcast please do me a favor by liking this podcast and sharing your thoughts on how i can cover new and different topics and please share this podcast with your family and friends let me you know please help me spread the knowledge around thank you and have a great weekend bye bye